Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 182. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, let's give it up for our sponsor today, Squarespace the go-to drag-and-drop site platform that lets you build a personal or business website that looks professional. Head over to squarespace.com slash onfire to start a free trial and use the offer code onfire for a 10% discount. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Farnoosh Brock. Farnoosh, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, let's do it, John. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Farnoosh is the passionate founder of Prolific Living. Prolific Living unlocks what you need to create the lifestyle and work style design that replaces the golden chains that shackle you with freedom. Freedom in your career and freedom in your health. Freedom in a sustainable, lasting, and true to your essence kind of way. Nice. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Farnoosh, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about Prolific Living. Okay. Thank you so much for having me on your fabulous show today, John. So um, I haven't always been an entrepreneur. In fact, it was completely accidental, but um, I was born and raised in Iran, which is a country in the Middle East. And um, I studied technical stuff, engineering, networking, computer networking. I worked in the corporate world for much too long. And uh, (laughs) I was very, yeah, you know a little bit, right? Um, And I was very unhappy. You know, I accomplished a lot and it looked like a very successful rising career on the outside. But um, I was very unhappy, so I stumbled into blogging and personal development and writing, which I didn't even know I had in me, and uh, just have found a totally different world. And um, I resigned from my job in 2011, started Prolific Living, and actually last month or two months ago, I hired my husband out of the same company. So um, we have been growing our business and really doing work that we find meaningful, something that is making a difference and something that we are really enjoying. And so hope that gives you a little bit of a preview into me. That does, Farnoosh. <laughs> and just so I can share with Fire Nation real quick, I first met you back in January at New Media Expo in Las Vegas. And I could just tell immediately upon meeting you just this passion and exuberance you had for what you do which is why I think prolific living suits you so well. Just like I like to think that Entrepreneur on Fire does suit me and my audience. So I just wanted Fire Nation to hear that because I've met you in person. I just appreciated everything that you stood for. And again, just that exuberance that you really hold. So I'm excited to delve more into prolific living and to really share with Fire Nation what you've created. But Before we do, and as you know, Farnoosh, we start every show off with a success quote. So take it away. All right. So my most favorite success quote is by Mr. Khalil Gibran. He is a Lebanese American poet. Well, he was, unfortunately, you know, he actually passed away at 48, much too young, but brilliant, brilliant uh, poet. And uh, the, the quotation is this, the lust for comfort kills the passions of the soul. 
And uh, let me tell you, John, when I first read this, of course, it was beautiful and it touched me. But over time, the last year of my corporate job, that is what I kept coming back to. And I think that's probably the quotation that made me resign eventually because um, it's so true. So very true. You have to be careful. <laughs> so many people just find themselves chasing that next promotion, that next pay raise, that next step up the ladder. And then they find that when they get there and they finally get to where they were striving all these years to, especially in corporate America, it's mm-hmm. really just a hollow victory. And that's one thing I realized when I was in corporate America with John Hancock. And the difference I found since launching Entrepreneur on Fire is that each small success and small victory that I'm finding within my newfound business is so inspiring, is so fulfilling on so many levels. Have you found the same, Farnoosh? Yes, every minute, every day. It's it's just incredible because I think you are doing work that, like I said earlier, you find meaningful. And I had lost the um, the you know the meaning in all of my work. I didn't see it. And I know that corporations do great work, and uh, there are things that happen that are really good projects that are useful. But I couldn't get that, you know, direct relationship, that direct fulfilling feeling that you talked about. So yes, with as an entrepreneur, you kind of decide what you're going to do next and how that's going to impact the people that you want to impact. So it's a different world and I'm loving it. I'm glad you are too. <laughs> uh, no doubt. And Farnoosh, before we continue, let's dive just a little deeper into this because I just love this quote for so many reasons. But Share with Fire Nation, in the past couple of weeks, where you actually stepped back and you said, wow, Mm -hmm. I am so fulfilled by this recent small victory or large victory that I've just had. Well, in uh, November of this year, I was approached by a book publisher and um, I actually turned them down at first because they wanted, you know, rights to my first self-published book on the subject of juicing. And um, then they came back and we came to an agreement. And um, in the last, in three months between the time that we signed the book deal to March 7, two days ago, we have a book on the shelves. And I mean, I just can't tell you, it was an aggressive deadline. It was a lot of work. I think I might have mentioned it to you when I saw you in January. And um, that's something I am so proud of because, because it is getting people to juice, which is like my mission, you know, to help them understand the miracle of juicing fruits and vegetables. And I can't tell you every single person that buys the book or has heard about it or is excited about juicing. It's just like adrenaline right up my blood vessels. I love that, Farnoosh. Well, that was a perfect example, Farnoosh. Thank you for sharing that. And it's going to lead into our next topic, which is on the other end of the spectrum in a lot of ways, and that's Mm -hmm. failure. Because as Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, we fail every single day on certain levels. But back in our journeys, we have great failures, great despairs, great victories as well. But take us back to a time really down to the ground level when you failed, when you were in despair or this challenge that you were facing was so great that you had to dig deep to overcome. And how did you overcome that? Right. Great question. This is one of my favorite questions that you ask your guests. And uh, it's actually before I became an entrepreneur. So I hope that's okay. No, that's perfect. And, um, All right. Good, good, good. So, um, you know, I mentioned that I had this long, successful career in the corporate world. And to me, it was in the end, unfortunately, a failure because I wasn't happy. 
you know, I think it's very, very simple when it comes to measuring failure, you know, are you happy, right? And uh, to the outside world, by all standards, by all measures, I was, you know, very, very successful. I had a six-figure job. I was very well connected. I was moving up the ladder. I was really in the inner circle and uh, working on top projects, what have you, and a great boss, all of that. I mean, it looked like the dream job, but I was unhappy. So to me, all of that work, that path had led to a point of failure. And uh, it wasn't the end, you know, I could change it, but that was the failure that then I had to take action on. And um, I had to basically figure out what I'm going to do next. And I knew the things I'm not going to do, work for another company. You know, I was interviewing with Google at the time and uh, didn't want to go work for them. And it was a mutual, you know, decision. But I decided the only thing that's going to work is if I just go out on my own and figure it out. So that's kind of, you know, the way I pulled myself out, decided what I'm not going to do, had no idea what I am going to do, how, had no idea how to start a business to become an entrepreneur, but um, I was pretty clear on what I'm not going to do. And I think that is the start of success. When you start to get to know yourself and you know what you're not willing to give up, give up, what you're not willing to compromise, and then you figure out the rest. Danielle Laporte says this all the time. It's one of my favorite things that she says. You will figure it out. So I hope that answers your question. Varnoosh, <laughs> incredibly well. And I just want to pull out the word happiness because this has come up pretty often in recent Entrepreneur on Fire interviews is that word happiness. And for me, Happiness uh -huh. is the gradual realization of a worthy goal. I love that phrase. I'm going to attribute it to the correct person after the interview because I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But uh -huh. the key word in that phrase to me is worthy goal because in your past job, you are definitely realizing success. You are actually having this gradual realization of success as you are moving up the ladder and getting promoted. Right. But right. in your mind, in your mind, Farnoosh, it wasn't a worthy goal because it wasn't your authentic self and you weren't following that authentic drive that you were having from within. So that's the key word in that phrase. And now that you are gradually realizing this worthy goal, I mean, that is really where you're taking it to the next level. And what I want you to do, Farnoosh, is to share with us that really <laughs> scary moment when you decided you were going to break away and do something on your own and you didn't know what it was. You didn't have an exact definite goal in place <laughs> at the time. Walk Fire Nation through how you ended up setting that goal, that desire, that passion. All right. Okay. So we established already that I was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it wasn't just like one day or one week. I mean, this was a gradual growing misery and suffering that uh, led to a point of complete despair. Like, I do not know what I'm going to do, but I cannot continue doing this. And I really hope no one feels this, but I know oh, a lot of there. people do. Yeah, you've been there. If you've been in the corporate world for a long time and you have dreams and goals and you want to do something, you probably will come across this. So I was there and um, I just, you know, was blogging, but it was nothing. It was a hobby. And um, I really couldn't even conceive of leaving this, this cushy job, you know? So then what happened is actually um, a stroke of luck because my company put me on a project that I didn't want to do. It wasn't the first time I didn't want to do the project, but this time 
I really didn't want to do it and I was actually going to do something about it. So I worked up the courage to go and talk to my upper management, to my senior director and ask him to put me on a project where, you know, this project just um, didn't align to my core values. And this was at a time where I was, you know, doing personal development and I wanted to really stand up for what I believed in. So the project just, just wasn't something I believed in, right? So I asked my senior director to please take me off this project project. And he said, no. And you know, that put me in a really hard place, but it also made it so simple, John. I mean, it made my decision to walk away so simple. I was going to wait a couple of more years, maybe ease, ease off and, you know, build up this other thing I was going to do. I had no idea what it was, but that day it was just I'm done, you know, I'm done. Because what happened was I realized even though he made it look like I didn't have a choice, I realized I have a choice. I don't have to stay here. The door is wide open. We don't have a binding contract here. I can walk away and um, do something else. So that was the solution. And then I walked away. And then after that was, uh, you know, you know, after, you know, celebrating and going through all of that, (laughs) then (laughs) reality sets in. Exactly, exactly. And my husband's like, so what are you going to do? You know, you are going to contribute to the income, right? (laughs) (laughs) And um, I started to just, you know, really treat my blog as a business. It wasn't a hobby anymore. It was was something that was going to be meaningful. It was going to do something. It was going to deliver value. It was going to become a business. So from there on, you know, I just started figuring it out. Like all of us have, you know, one step at a time. How do I market? How do I build a list? How do I create products? Do I even want to do products? How do I want to make money? And um, I gave myself the freedom to choose, right? I'm very selective. I don't want to just make money online. I am very selective how I want to make money. So um, I started to just, you know, go through that. And this May, it will be two years. So I hope I answered your question. Did I lose? No, you were focused the whole time, Farnoosh. And let me just make a comment on this. When I created Entrepreneur on Fire, my goal was to share the journey of the entrepreneur. I knew that Fire Nation, the listeners to Entrepreneur on Fire, would really resonate incredibly well with hearing the real stories, with being there next to you as you are going through these trials and tribulations and the aha moments and then what's exciting you right now. That was the format I wanted. And as I become a better interviewer, I've been able to pull out these real stories from my interviewees and it's been powerful. But let me just say this, with you, you just tell them so naturally, it takes the difficulty of my job right away. Oh, good, 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 good. Yes, you have become a master interviewer. It's wonderful talking to you. But these are like true stories. And I want people to hear this because we don't get a roadmap for figuring out entrepreneurship. You know, I mean, you just start and you do it. You take that first step, you trust yourself, you go for it, and um, you have to be true to yourself. I think that's probably the one rule where you don't want to trick yourself anymore or tell yourself stories that are not true. You know, if you're going to do this, you have to be honest with yourself. Powerful insights, Farnoosh. And it's a perfect lead into our next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum from failure. That's the aha moment, because failure is part of being an entrepreneur. We fail every Mm -hmm. single day on some levels, but so aren't aha moments. So share with us a time when you had that big lightning bulb that just came on and you said, wow, this is something that's going to resonate with me, Farnoosh Brock, my authentic self. Share that with Fire Nation. 
love how you put that. So my biggest aha moment, John, has been something that may sound simple to everyone else, but it took me a while to realize it and to actually do it. And that is, I can allow myself to follow my heart's calling. Yes. And, you know, I am a very technical person. You know, I used to be an engineer. I used to be, you know, so when I say that, you know, when I'm in touch with that part of my brain, I really want to connect with maybe your techie audience to say that it's really true. You know, that's where I come from, but I can still tell you, it comes down to really listening to your heart's calling. And the reason this was such a big aha is because all my life, I thought I have to listen to, and I do adore my parents, but I have to listen to what they believe is successful, what my company believes is successful, you know, what I invested in my education and in all my corporate job. And my heart's calling has nothing to do with that. And, you know, I woke up, you know, in my early 30s or even later and realized that's what I want to do. And then I allowed myself, that was the aha, I allowed myself to do it without feeling guilty about it, which um, is another thing that uh, really gets in the way. You know, you may be doing what you want to do, but if you're going to feel guilty about it because everyone else expects you to do something else or be someone else, then you're really carrying a load that you can do without. So those two things are my biggest aha moments and I live them daily. <laughs> That's so powerful, Farnoosh. And so many people are listening right now to this episode and they're thinking just those things that you've previously mentioned to themselves right now. They're saying, my parents have such an influence about what I look at as being successful. I spent yeah. all this money on this education. I spent all this time in grade at my I current know. job, climbing my way up the ladder. What, am I going to throw it all away and, and follow my passions? And that's just the most important thing that I'm taking away from what you're saying. And I would yeah. love for you to follow up with this is that none of this is a waste of time because everything right. that you've experienced in the past is building yes. you as an individual. You're learning, you're progressing, you're pivoting, you're every single day, yes. you're moving forward. What is your take on that? Yes, I was hoping you would add that because I I do believe that, you know, uh, when you change paths completely, like go from an engineer to a writer, it looks like you are throwing away, for lack of a better word, all your education and then doing something different. Right. But if you really look harder, you're not because you are using the skills. The skills are transferable, even though you're not doing the job, the application of what you learned, the skills are within you. So for instance, in engineering school, I learned analytical thinking. And I can tell you that I have even used that in book writing, you know, just the flow, the logic, the sequencing. So I think that you grab the skills, you take them with you. So think of it as just an investment you made in yourself and maybe the direct application that the world considers is not how you apply it, but you can take it somewhere else and apply it. So this reminds me of also Michael Crichton, one of my favorite authors. He was a trained doctor, if, if you know his history, right. you know, I read his biography and uh, he couldn't do it. There was just things in medicine, in the medicine, medical world he couldn't do. So he walked away. He became one of the best novelists that we have. And he used his medical degree. He managed to use that in his role as an author. So it may on the surface look like you're throwing it away, but you're not. So find a way to use your skills. And if you're over 18 years old, I think you can make your own decisions. Your parents want <laughs> to maybe make decisions for you. And, you know, as long as you convey to them that you are happy, they don't have to understand everything you're doing, but hopefully that's enough for them to support you. 
I love that application, Far News, because I can apply it to Entrepreneur on Fire. I mean, there's not Mm -hmm. much different you can be than a military officer, which I was an officer in the U.S. Army for four years, and then a podcaster. I mean, there's just not a lot of correlation, not a lot of overlap there, quote unquote. However, I learned so many skills as an officer in the U.S. Army that I applied to Entrepreneur on Fire that has made it the success that it is thus far because people all the time are contacting me and saying, John, how are you doing a show five days a week, seven days a week? That is such an intense pace. It's crazy. How do you do it? And I hate to admit it, but I will. It's kind of easy. I mean, I do eight interviews Every single Monday. I I love talking to people like yourself. It's fun for me. Yes, it's a long day on a lot of levels, Farnoosh, but it's conversations with people like you who are inspiring and successful and just incredible people. So life could be worse. And then that's it for the week. I'm done after one day of my eight interviews. And I have Tuesday to Friday, believe me, not to go surf because I don't because I pour my (laughs) heart and soul into entrepreneur fire. But I'm able to do do. other things in my business, like the marketing aspect, the social aspect, getting out there and reaching out. So I just love that application and the analogies that you've made. And I'm just glad I could share my side of the story with Fire Nation as well. Oh, absolutely. And the discipline that you learn and the leadership skills that you learn, you know, all of that, I'm sure you're bringing that to the show. So it's, I can see the relationship, but uh, still it's a big, you know, transition for you too. So big transition, but a lot of relevant information I can apply. You're so right. So Farnoosh, have you had an I've made it moment? You know, I've had several of them. And um, I, I, again, love this question that you ask your guests. I have several of them. You know, the book was one of those. But I am really, really careful, John, not to let anything get get the best of me and make me too comfortable. Because one of my biggest fears is getting complacent in life. Can't in every aspect. No, 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 no. Getting complacent, you know, if you feel a little healthy and then you let go of your, your routines and your health habits and stuff like that. So I'm very careful. I celebrate big time. I, you know, I really, really do. I, I work hard, I play hard, but I make sure that um, I continue. So the book, when, you know, I'm, you know, have a stack of, you know, books published by a traditional publisher, beautiful hardcover sitting on my dining room table. And this was not even an idea back in November, right? So that to me was a big aha moment, but I have had to move on and hustle and work on my next book and my next projects. So, I mean, I've had so many beautiful things happen with my business, you know, hiring my husband, you know, that was a huge thing because we both broke free from the only thing we knew how to do, which was being a corporate junkie. And um, <laughs> now we are, you know, on our own schedule, traveling whenever we want, working on our own schedule. I mean, that was a huge celebration and a made it, I've made it moment. But again, you know, on Monday morning, we're back to work and making things happen and taking them to the next level. So several aha moments, I'm not aha, I'm sorry, several I've made it moments, but um, more than anything, I, I work hard to stay grounded. That's such an important thing is to stay grounded and to not take it for granted because just as currently in this world, we can become so big so fast just because of the breadth and the interconnectivity of everything with the internet, we can also fall so fast. You need to always stay on your game, stay true to yourself, always be doing what's right. And I'm so glad that you enjoy this question in past interviews, Farnoosh, because it's one of my favorite questions because I always get different answers. Every entrepreneur looks at this question differently. You have great questions. So what's the next one? (laughs) Well, the next one, Farnoosh, is also great in my mind. But the problem is, 
it's so obvious to me what your answer is going to be, as well as it's so obvious to Fire Nation. Are you enjoying the journey? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I was going to ask you, am I that predictable? But in this case, definitely, definitely every day. You know, sometimes I have to pinch myself and remind myself this is just so surreal to me still because I was doing my previous job for so long, John, that it's just so hard to believe I've created this reality, but I'm absolutely enjoying it. And if I'm not enjoying something, I stop, I examine it and I ask myself, why on earth am I doing this? You know, who is making me do this? I am the boss. I am deciding. So there has to be a reason. And um, I, you know, usually change course. So definitely enjoying it. Definitely. Uh, what a great question to ask yourself, too. So Farnoosh, let's talk about your current business right now. Talk to Fire Nation about one thing that's really exciting you right now. Okay. So the thing that's really exciting me right now is having my first employee, you know, I mean, my husband likes to call it equal partnership, but you know, <laughs> really, it's, <laughs> right. Depends who you ask. Right. But no, I thought that was a really, really big step that we took. And the thing I'm really excited about is actually working with my husband, you know, and if you are couples out there, or if you are thinking of working with a partner, right, a business partner, it's the same thing. It's a huge commitment. It's a huge learning curve, even if it's your own spouse and a huge adjustment to your relationship. If it's someone that, you know, uh, that's close to you. And I think it's really exciting because this is someone you trust implicitly, right? And if you're thinking of getting a business partner, that has to be the number one thing you work on, you know, trust implicitly. And uh, that's really exciting. Like we are, we have different strengths that we bring to the table. And so we balance out each other's weaknesses. And um, he has, you know, just a way of balancing me and pulling me back when, you know, maybe I, I, I'm not doing things the right way. And then I have a way of pushing him. And, and I, I'm just loving this dynamic that we're creating and infusing it back into our business. So it doesn't matter what project we're working on, what's coming up. I think just as long as I, I can continue working with him, I think we can create some great stuff. So Farnoosh, there are definitely cons to working with loved ones or people in your same mm -hmm. family, but there are definitely pros too. And I want to touch upon the pros real quick because one thing as entrepreneurs we have problems with is letting people into our business, especially when we started it on our own, because we just deep down believe nobody's going to care about my business as much as I care about my business. Nobody's yeah. going to treat my business like I treat my business. And I don't want it to lose its integrity, its brand. But mm -hmm. bringing in somebody like your husband is such a natural fit because he has right. every much into this business as you do because you guys are together, you're one, and it's your dual success right. that's going to propel you both into the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, Farnoosh, what is your vision for the future? My vision for the future, you know, the, the one thing that I wanted to create for myself and my husband and our own life was freedom, you know, and that's exactly the mission that I have for prolific living and for everyone that I hope to cross path with. And that is helping you create freedom, freedom in your health first, because I really believe if you don't have your health, you have nothing. It's your greatest, greatest asset, especially entrepreneurs. If you're working too hard, neglecting your health, don't do that. So freedom in your health means you find a way that you yourself can stay fit, 
without feeling obligated to systems and routines and and programs, etc. Like you find exactly what works for you and then freedom in your career which is similar, but of course, on your professional life, right? Whatever works best for you, you figure it out and then you make money with it. You know, you, you support yourself. So that's what I'm doing. I mean, I've created the freedom for us now. It's complete. You know, I brought him on board and, and now I am helping other people create that freedom exactly on their terms, not on my terms or my husband's terms or anything like that, but exactly on their terms because it's different for everyone. So that's my vision. You know, I hope that I have an impact, inspiration and actual, you know, um, ways to help people uh, apply this so they can create a freedom in their health first and their careers next. Great insights, Farnoosh. Let's take a minute now to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Fire Nation, every budding entrepreneur needs a stellar website. Don't be intimidated. You don't need to be a pro at building those things. Squarespace has you covered with their drag and drop technology. Let Squarespace help you create the perfect site. Pick one of their gorgeous designs and add your own images, content, and anything you want to sell in an online store. Your site will automatically adapt to fit any device and you can push everything out to your social media accounts as well. Your new Squarespace account will come with award-winning 24-7 support with cloud hosting and real-time analytics. Sign up for a year and get your domain for free. This is great news for bloggers, designers, professionals, and new business owners alike. Support Entrepreneur on Fire by going to squarespace.com slash on fire and start a free trial with no credit card required. When you do decide to buy, enter offer code on fire and get a 10% discount. That's squarespace.com slash on fire. Offer code on fire. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Now let's transition to my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? It sounds like a great plan. Let's do it, John. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, the, the true answer to this one is nothing because I didn't know I was supposed to be an entrepreneur. So, you know, the only reason I ended up becoming an entrepreneur is because nothing else would have worked. You know, everything, every other option was off the table. I mean, in my family, my brother is the entrepreneur, both of my brothers now. They are the, you know, entrepreneurs, the venture capitalists, all of that. I was the stable corporate employee. So the the thing that was holding me back is just, I just didn't know this is what I was going to end up doing. And uh, the way I ended up becoming one is by, you know, understanding there is, you know, I'm not going to do those other things, you know, work for someone else, be in another company. And so this was the only thing left. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my answer. What is the best business advice you've ever received? You know, the best business advice and um, I've, you know, I I wish I remembered who gave this to me. I, I must have read it somewhere, but it is very simple and very hard to do. And that is trusting yourself, you know, just trusting yourself because you know the answers. 
You know, you don't need other people to tell you what to do. And this doesn't mean, let me clarify if I may, this doesn't mean you know everything about business or even your own business. Heavens no. It means when it comes down to it, when it's decision time, when it's, when it's like, you know, you have to make a decision to go, you know deep down what to do. So you have to trust yourself. You do all the work, you do all the research, you prepare, you ask everyone, you get expert advice, all of that. But in the end, you have to trust yourself. And I use that advice every day. You know, if I have doubts, if I don't know, you know, I just look deep and I do all the work, but deep down, I make the final call because I have learned to trust myself. That's often entrepreneurs' biggest challenge is they can't trust themselves. And once they do flick that switch and they're able to now turn on that trust for themselves, incredible things lie ahead. Right. No, you're right. Farnoosh, what's something that's working for you right now? Something that's working for me, you know... I think the writing is really flowing. I and, and that uh, works itself into uh, a favorite book that I'm going to share with you later. But writing has been something I've focused on. I think writing is the essence of all wealth. I think writing is something that everybody, entrepreneurs and everyone should be doing. And, you know, I've written two books since uh, November 1st. Right. And um, the writing is flowing. So I'm using different techniques. I'm using different, you know, modes, different apps. And I am just writing, writing books, writing blog posts. And uh, the writing is really working and I'm very happy about it. Do you have an internet resource, Farnoosh, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yes. And you're going to thank me later for this one. (laughs) It is the best app. All right. And I love Evernote, Dropbox, all of those guys. But the favorite app that my husband and I use right now is the ultimate productivity collaboration app. It's called Asana. Asana, A-S-A-N-A, which is also the word for yoga postures, funny enough. And this app, John, it is the ultimate productivity. And I'll tell you why. First of all, it's a beauty. I like things to look good. It's a work of art. And um, second of all, it's it's fast, it's smart, it's intuitive, and it's just the collaboration. And of course, it's across the board. You know, it syncs up with all your devices, all of that good stuff. But it keeps you honest to projects and tasks, great breakdown, and it's free. It's totally free, wow. browser-based. Definitely check it out. We will be linking that up in the show notes entrepreneuronfire.com slash Farnoosh Brock. Wow, that sounds great. So Farnoosh, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? All right. This is the book that I hope you've read. If you haven't, you must, must read. I've read it and listened to it on audio. It is On Writing by Mr. Stephen King. And this book is is incredible. It's sort of a half memoir of his life, which is fascinating. And of course, he's a brilliant, brilliant writer. But um, my favorite quotation from the book, okay, so I can tease you so you go order it right now, is this. You must not come lightly to the blank page. Of course, he's talking about writing, right? Right. And um, it's incredible, you know, and and I love the way he just has come from absolutely nothing, right? King was very, very poor and had a really, really hard life. And just the way writing has changed his life and how he's impacted so many people. So I highly recommend you listen to that. Listen also to the audio. It's by him. It's by himself. So it's great to listen to it. 
I love that. And now in 182 interviews on Entrepreneur on Fire, you're the first person to recommend a book by Stephen King, who uh-huh. I am a huge fan of as he is a fellow Mainer. He lives about 30 minutes up the road I from me. I know, I know. <laughs> kind of freaks me out because every one of his horror books takes place in a little town in Maine, which is where I grew up, a little town in Maine. So. Oh my gosh. Well, listen, I have a request of you. If you can get me Mr. King on Entrepreneur on Fire. I'll do whatever you want, John. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to go on a tweet campaign, you and I. We're just going to blitz Stephen King to get on Entrepreneur on Fire. (laughs) I don't know if that's his style, but, you know, I was just hoping you go knock on his door. But anyway. Uh, One of the two. One of the two. I'll go shovel his driveway next big snowstorm. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, Farnoosh, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky, so you can take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Tough question. So um, this is what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to focus on three things that are going to prepare me for what's to come next. I'm going to use your $500, thank you very much, to eat very well and to buy a lot of books. I'm going to eat well, read a lot, and then observe people nonstop, right? I'm in a new place. Things must have changed. And I think that absorbing and consuming both the information by reading and also by watching people is going to help me prepare my mind and, um, you know, my move, my next step. What am I going to do to create a new business idea to shake up this new world? But um, eating, reading, and observing is probably what I'm going to do. Are you going to buy a juicer? Yes. Do they (laughs) sell juicers in this new world? It's identical to earth. That's right. You said that. Yes. Yes. I'm definitely going to buy a juicer. That's where the $500 is going to go. <laughs> oh yeah. They're not cheap. So Farnoosh, you've given us some incredibly actionable advice that will benefit our listeners on their journey. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us how we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. All right. So The only piece of advice I have is really going back to listening to your heart. It's not silly. It's not just for artists or singers or dreamers. It's for everyone. You know, if you're a serious executive in a Fortune 500, you still have a heart, you still have dreams, and it's not too late if you want to do something else with your life. So listen to your heart and be true to yourself. As for where you can find me, well, prolificliving.com is where I live, but um, you can also find me on iTunes. Uh, I have a show called The Daily Interaction Podcast where I help people communicate better because I really believe that helps you get a lot of things that you want in life too. And um, what was the other thing? There was three pieces to the question. Um, Well, unfortunately it was, and then we'll say goodbye. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Well, thank you, John, so much for sharing your beautiful audience with me. And I hope that I gave you some inspiration to follow what you want to do in life. Well, Farnoosh, I can say truly you have. We're going to be linking up prolificliving.com, the Daily Interaction Podcast, which is a great podcast, all on entrepreneuronfire.com slash Farnoosh Brock. Thank you for being so generous, Farnoosh, with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Thank you.
Fire Nation. My first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The Fire Bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.